All right, welcome back to From Eight Arbitration, to the 100th episode of From Eight Arbitration. What about that? That's crazy, isn't it? 100 episodes. That's nuts. Uh, I would have never thought that. I was planning on doing a handful, like I said, just to get through the basics of things. And here we are, 100 episodes into it. <laughs> and so uh, I really appreciate y'all listening, uh, the support y'all give me through uh, emails and calls and texts and, and messages and things. Uh, it means the world to me. It really does. Uh, I'm not going to stop doing it. I know that, that it pisses a few people off, and that's okay, but I'm not going to stop doing it. I'm a city letter carrier trying to help city letter carriers. I'm not coming to y'all in a union capacity whatsoever. I'm not coming to you as a shop steward, a formal A rep, an advocate. I'm coming as a city letter carrier talking to city letter carriers. Uh, trying to help as much as I can, uh, trying to help stewards, formerly reps, arbitration advocates, uh, B teams. Uh, I've I've had every every level reach out to me for some kind of guidance and help, and and I've helped as much as I can. Um, I thought it was interesting the other day. This gentleman called me and said that he was at some training, and he was having dinner with uh, an MBA and a few people that worked in the NBA's office, and they kind of were getting on to this individual, saying, hey, you need to you know, to quit pumping from aid arbitration so much on Facebook. You need to get off of, of uh, pumping Corey Walton on from aid arbitration. You need to focus on your region. And this gentleman was like, well, you know, from aid arbitration is reaching the whole country. Yeah, that's not what we're here for. You need to focus on your region. And you need to quit uh, putting that out there everywhere for made arbitration. I thought that was probably the, the most ignorant thing I've ever heard. Whoever said it, if it was the NBA, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If it was somebody from the office, I think that was the most idiotic thing I've ever heard, is that we're going to only focus on our region. That's the reason most NBAs don't like this podcast, is because I do reach the entire country. Uh, and so... I think it chaps their asses because they focus on their region. They don't focus on other regions. I'm here for city letter carriers, period. I'm not here for my region. If I was doing it, then I'd say for made arbitration for region eight. <laughs> I don't do that. It's for made arbitration. Anybody that wants to listen to it can listen to it. I've had a lot of people that have reached out about it saying they can't do one because their NBA has shut it down. I don't deal with that because I don't care what my NBA said. I was going to do it. Um, I'll show you the influence that from eight arbitration has had as of today. And this is what I'm talking about. When you say, let's just focus on our region, how idiotic that is, uh, the ignorance of that. Uh, as of today, from eight arbitration has 237,868 downloads, 237,868 downloads, the top 10 regions. Now listen, if you're saying, just focus on your region. This is what just one podcast has done in uh, over a year's time. One podcast, one person. Now, I've had some very good people come on here. But one podcast, one person, this is, this is what it's done. The top 10 regions. California is number one. 15,572 downloads out of California. 15,572 Texas is number two, 14,136. Illinois, three, 
13,135. Ohio, fourth, 9,247. Michigan, 7,743. Florida, 7,185. New York, 7,171. Tennessee, 6,942. Pennsylvania, 6,454. Georgia, 6,210. Those are the top 10 regions. Now, you got an idiot sitting there telling somebody, you focus on your region only. You don't worry about the other city letter carriers across this country when you're pumping from aid arbitration on social media. You focus on your region only. Look at what one podcast has done across this country. It's reached every state. Every state has has a, a listen. It's reached 81 of 195 countries in this all over the world. I don't know why they're listening, but it's reached 81 countries in this uh, in the world. So, uh, so to whoever's listening across across the world, uh, I appreciate you. I don't know why you're listening, but maybe it's something to to do with the union. But uh, anyway, uh, so when you say things that are idiotic, like you worry about your region only, uh, that's stupidity seeping out of your mouth when you say that. Uh, we're city letter carriers concerned about city letter carriers. I'm not concerned about regions. I'm not concerned about who's angry or who's uptight that I'm saying things. I, I'm not concerned about that. One of the things they're saying is, you know, Corey's podcast. Now, they started out instructional, but now they're just ranting. I've told you how it's morphed through the through the episodes when it started out. And then more and more people are messaging me talking about how corrupt the union was in their in their installation and in their branch, the old boy, good old boy network, how it was destroying their branch, uh, how MBAs refused to get involved with their uh, their stations, and so when I started hearing that, it kind of morphed a little bit. There's still a lot of education going on, talking about discipline all the time. I'm the only one that I know of that's talked on a podcast about what's going on around the country now as far as all these different situations that management's doing from headquarters. I haven't seen an NBA yet uh, that's mailed out anything, but yet they will tell you, don't listen to Corey. When Corey is the only one that is out there putting his, <laughs> putting his ass on the line to instruct carriers across this country, but yet you'll have an NBA say, don't listen to Corey, all he does is rant. If y'all remember... When I first started, I had a friend of mine come up and do a couple of podcasts, and uh, he was immediately told to never come on here again. Never go on there again. Now, this is one back when we were just doing straight education. Don't ever get on there again. All right? I went to national, the national convention, and I was kicked out because of educating. Right? I hadn't been ranting on people. I was kicked out because of educating. Right. Then I was blackballed because of educating. Uh, you're talking about taking one of the top advocates in the country and putting them on the sideline as a punishment, which it doesn't punish me because I'm just doing this a podcast, you know, educating, which is what I love to do. Uh, but I was blackballed because of education, because of me educating. And so now that I'm ranting, they're saying, well, don't listen to Corey because he just rants now. He doesn't educate. Well, fuck y'all. Y'all hated me educating before, so what is it? 
When I started, you banned people from coming on here educating. You kicked me out of National Convention for educating. You blackballed me for educating. But now, don't listen to me because I rant. I don't educate. Well, hell, y'all can't make up your mind what you want me to do. And that's the reason I will always do what I want to do. <laughs> um, so, to whoever in the NBA that said that you're an idiot uh, for saying, worry about your region, gorgeous ranch, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, and, and I feel sorry for your region that you're the NBA, whoever that was uh, that said that. I think that every region should have their own podcast. I do. I think every region should have your own podcast. Why? Because you can talk directly to the carriers in your region about things that are impacting your region. Something going on in California may not be going on anywhere else, but you can educate the carriers in California to say, this is what's going on in California. These are managers or station managers or postmasters that we're having issues with, so wherever they're going inside uh, this region, know their names. Here's what we have on them. Here's what we can do. Here's what I can send you. Uh, here's how we're dealing with the one-hour office time in this region. Here's how we're dealing with stationary events in this region. Here's what the NBA is going to do to help you in this region. If you're having issues with your shop steward, here's what we want you to do in this region. And keep your region educated. But you don't do that. You don't do that. All you want to do is bitch about Corey Walton educating. Do your own. Do your own. Do it during work hours. I don't know why National isn't telling y'all to do one during work hours. Uh, I pay to have mine on, but y'all surely y'all have people that are educated enough to where y'all can get it on these different platforms for free. It'd take you one hour. It'd take you 30 minutes to say, hey, Here's the podcast for this week. This is what's going on. Every region should have one. The gentleman sent me this the other day. He said, you know, I thought about you when, when I heard you talking about the union, how they were coming down on you, and how they were talking about the podcast, which is, is hysterical. But it says it's the man in the arena. And it says it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That's a lot of these MBAs that are harping on Corey Walton. You will never know victory or defeat because you're too shallow, too cowardly to get out there and put yourself out there like I have. Every week I come on here, put myself out there for ridicule. You know why? Because I don't care. I don't care about your ridicule. I don't care about what you think about me. Like I said, I've done too much. I've been too successful to worry about you, what you think about me. So it's too easy to sit in the shadows and say that Corey Walton, you couldn't carry Corey Walton's jockstrap is the reason you talk about Corey Walton behind closed doors. Okay. Get in the arena. I've said it 
over and over and over again. Get in the arena and fight with the city letter carriers. Don't sit outside the arena and say, look at him over here saying that. Uh, we don't agree with that. Look at what he said over here. We don't agree. Don't do that. Get your ass in the arena. Get yourself marred and bloodied and sweated and muddied. Do that. I'll have some respect for you. But to sit back in the shadows and point fingers, you're cowardly. You're a coward. And you're idiotic for saying, worry about this region only or worry about that region only. Worry about city letter carriers because we're under attack right now from management. Unlike anything I've ever seen, we're under attack. And we have uneducated people out there saying things that make no sense whatsoever. Uh, all the, the NLC is relying on Facebook to educate its members, on a podcast to educate its members because they're too fragile and too scared to get out there in the fight. Uh, I don't understand that. I want to talk about another thing, and it's bizarre to me. I don't get how uh, people don't understand this, but it's the when I talk about this heat training, management falsified the heat training, and I said ask for $50 a, a calendar day per carrier. Seeing people that don't understand that, I tried to explain it as best I can, and I'll give an example. This person uh, was on Facebook when somebody said, a lot of the people were saying, uh, we're asking for $50 a calendar day. This person said, any recommendations for remedy for the grievance I'm doing for this falsification in our hero safety records? That was what the, that was what it said. Any recommendations for remedy for the grievance I'm doing for the falsification in our hero safety records? So a lot of the people were saying, you know, listen to from arbitration. He goes over this, asked for $50 a calendar day. And this individual says, while I get that stewards are asking for $50 a day, just realize when you ask for a remedy so high, you make it extremely tough on your B team member to get you a decent remedy. Because first time events rarely warrant thousands of dollars per carrier. I'm going to read that again now because I'm going to talk about this. While I get that stewards are asking for $50 a day, just realize when you ask for a remedy so high, you make it extremely tough on your B team member to get you a decent remedy because first time events rarely warrant thousands of dollars per carrier. And then you had another person comment facts. So they're saying that's fact. Uh, you don't understand the grievance that we're filing. If that's your response. First off, you didn't answer the question because somebody said, what's the remedy? And you said, uh, you just start talking about $50 a day. You don't really answer the question. When you ask for $50 a calendar day, what you're doing is I don't want the B team to resolve this. I don't want the informal step A to resolve it. I don't want formal step A to resolve it. I don't want B team to resolve it. When I told you that we're asking for $50 a calendar day, it's because I want it forced in front of an arbitrator. I don't want the B team to decide it. I want it forced in front of an arbitrator. So what will force this in front of an arbitrator? $50 a calendar day per carrier that's affected. It will force this case in front of an arbitrator. When you say that this remedy is too high for a first offense, it's ignorance when you say that because we're not dealing with an Article 8 issue. We're not dealing with someone who has violated a 1723. We're not dealing with someone who has uh, violated Article 41 as far as opting. 
We're not dealing with crossing crash grievances. We're not dealing with city care being forced to deliver rural care work. We're not dealing with those things which would normally say, get a cease and desist. We're not dealing with that. Do you know how many deaths have been caused by Article 8 violations? Do you know how many deaths have been caused by crossing craft violations? Do you know how many deaths have been caused from opting violations? Here's, here's the number of deaths in the United States on average, heat-related deaths, 702 on average because of heat-related issues. Okay? There were more excess deaths in females, 2,159, compared with males, 1,115, across heat periods in 2022. Okay? There were more excess deaths in females, 2,159, compared with males, 1,115 across heat periods in 2022. Extreme heat is responsible for more weather-related deaths in the United States in an average year than any other hazard. Excessive heat claimed an average of 158 lives per year in U.S. from 1992 through 2021. Do y'all hear that? Extreme heat is responsible for more weather-related deaths in the United States in an average year than any other hazard. That's the reason you're asking for $50 a calendar day. We didn't have management come to us and say, hey, we were supposed to give this training by April 1st, and we've not done it. Well, I'm going to have to file a grievance then for a cease and desist. Y'all need to give that training. We didn't have that happen here. Management falsified the training, and we caught them falsifying the training. They intentionally falsified training for one of the biggest killers of our people. I've said that over and over again. So how you cannot understand the $50 per calendar day, how you don't understand that, I don't get it. We're not dealing with a simple violation of the contract here. We're dealing with management intentionally falsifying documentation, training records. They intentionally falsified it. Okay? So, when I say $50 a calendar day, I want this to go in front of an arbitrator. He may say, $50 is excessive, I'll give you a cease and desist. It will have an arbitration on record where management has intentionally falsified heat training. The biggest killer of our people. I've said it over and over again. The biggest crippler of our people. I've said it over and over again. It is a devastator to the letter carrier craft. Too many times I get calls where members have been taken to the, the hospital because they've called in and they've been told to keep going. Too many times of that. And it's because of education. Now what do we have here? We have management across this country. This isn't just centrally localized where they did it. It's across this country. They have intentionally falsified this training. I told you about the 11 steps that they have to go through to put in this training. So you're going to go in front of an arbitrator. You're going to tell them this is the history of heat-related deaths in this country. Here's what management has done. They've intentionally falsified this. How do I know? Because they didn't come to us. We found it. We found that they did it. Right? So, I'm going to ask for $50 a calendar day. So to those who are saying it's in excess, it keeps the B team from doing it. I don't want the B team touching this. I want it forced in front of an arbitrator. Right? That's what we're going to do. So, uh, I don't know how we don't get that, but, but that's it. 
that's that's where we're going with that. Um, also, a lot of managers are pissed that we're asking for it. And so they're handing out relevancy letters. Here's one of them here. It says, it says uh, somebody sent me this subject, management's response to union information requested dated 5-6-2023, received 5-8-2023. This response with information was sent by Express on 5-9 following an anticipated response by May 11th. So we turned in the information request on the 6th. They're saying we should be getting it on the 11th. Okay, so we've lost five days there already. Dear Mr. John Doe, uh, regarding potential Article 14 safety violation, uh, request number one, all HERO training records from 2022-2023 for all letter carriers and CCAs assigned to this station to include date and personal inputting all training. Answer, relevance requested as well as specific training requested. Now it says HERO training, okay, so I've already told you what I wanted. Request number two, tax employee listing report for these two zips. Answer to the request number two, relevance requested. Request number three, employee on the clock report when training was conducted. Answer to request number three, relevance requested. So they're now giving us relevancy letters based on our information request. That shows you how much they don't want us to catch them falsifying documentation. They're giving us... They're giving us relevancy letters, okay? Now, remember, uh, I've dealt with relevancy letters in two episodes, my Article 17 uh, episode and Episode 74 dealt with relevancy letters. So uh, get in those two episodes, and it, it'll have everything that you need for these relevancy letters. Now, uh, what you stated was good enough, but if you want to turn in an information request saying uh, Article 14 management intensely falsifying hero training records i'd do that and that will scare the shit out of them management intentionally falsifying hero training records uh violation of article 14 and and that way they'll know exactly where you're coming from on that uh, i've got some other things that um people have sent and i'm going to go over those and then i'm going to do some basics some some basic stuff on informally meeting because I've had a lot of new stewards reach out asking if I would just do the basics. I did kind of the basics on uh, in the informal A episode that I have, but I'll do it again, okay? And so I'll just keep doing that. I'll do it every week if you need me to help you out with that. I'll do it every week. Uh, I don't mind. Um, but I had this person, they put this up on Facebook, and it says, uh, these are left at our cases and coming from a supervisor that talks nonstop to everyone. These are left at our cases. And uh, it's an ops office observation, improper work methods. And it has the, the route, the carrier, the date, the day, the supervisor. And then it's got about 20 things that they've listed where you can check off. Uh, playing with mail prior to casing, tapping mail on case, excessive moving of mail at case, putting mail in and taking out, stacking mail in piles. It's got all these different excerpts from the M41, M39. Um, and, and if you look up most of these, they're not relevant to what they're saying. Okay? 
Um, one, they got two that are checked. One says talks excessively to other carriers, M41 112.25. They just say simply be prompt, courteous, uh, obliging, and, and attend quietly, uh, refrain from loud talking, and using profanity. It doesn't say excessive talking. I can talk excessively. All I, want. I can talk from the time that I get into the station. I can talk continuously the entire time I'm in the office. I can talk. So when it says talks excessively to other carriers, there's no rule against me talking excessively. I can talk nonstop without taking a breath for two hours, and there's nothing you can do to me about it. And the other thing I got checked is, checked is stops casing to talk and they got the in the same verbiage about loud talking refrain from loud talking stops casing to talk the only requirement i have in the office is an 18 and 8 standard that's the only requirement that i have if i don't make that standard i can't even be disciplined as long as i'm working if i don't make that standard and you can show that i have time wasting practices we can address it but if I stop casing mail and I and I start talking to somebody, there's not really shit you can do to me as long as I'm making 18 and 8. Really nothing you can do to me as long as I'm making 18 and 8. And most of these provisions that they put in here talk about 18 and 8. 121.11 of the M41 talks about 18 and 8. And so when you get these, first off, I'm going to grieve it that they can't give them to me anymore because... On it, it says discussion, check, at, today, you are observed, and it gives what you're observed doing, which is a violation of the M41 section, this, which is a non-productive work habit, habit. I'm documenting this as a discussion, and future violations could result in corrective action. It's got the supervisor's signature and date. Uh, another thing it checked, it says predisciplinary interview will be conducted, Previous discussion conducted with employee. Now, remember all these things, and I'm fixing to read to you. It says, PDI, predisciplinary interview, will be conducted. Previous discussion conducted with employee. Then it's got another one. No discrepancies are observed. Please continue the good work. Thank you for observing the M41. Okay, so they've got these things on here. This one was checked at a discussion was given. Uh, you're observed doing these things, which is a violation of M41. I'm documenting this as a discussion, and future violations could result in corrective action. Now, these are left at the cases and uh, when they got back. And, and so we're going to go to Article 16.2, and listen to me, okay, because we're going to grieve this, first off, as a locally generated form. And so I'm going to grieve that under locally generated forms. I did an episode on locally generated forms a few episodes ago. Okay, so we're going to grieve that under that. Also, we're going to grieve that under Article 16.2, discussion. And I'm going to read all this to you, and then we're going to pick it out. And that way, if you ever get one of these from all across the country, not just in one region, for, um, from all across the country, if you get one of these, we're going to handle it the same way. All right? 16.2, discussion. For minor offenses by an employee... Management has a responsibility to discuss such matters with the employee. Discussions of this type shall be held in private between the employee and the supervisor. Such discussions are not considered discipline and are not grievable. We're going to get around that. 
Following such discussions, there is no prohibition against the supervisor and or the employee making a personal notation of the date and subject matter for their own personal record records. However, no notation or other information pertaining to such discussion shall be included in the employee's personnel folder. While such discussions may not be cited as an element of prior adverse record in any subsequent disciplinary action against an employee, they may be, where relevant and timely, relied upon to establish that an employees have been made aware of their obligations and responsibilities. And then we go down below the box section. Although included in Article 16, a discussion is not disciplinary and thus is not grievable. Discussions are conducted in private between a supervisor and an employee. Here we go. Both the supervisor and the employee may keep a record of the discussion for personal use. However, there are not to be considered official postal service records. Okay? However, these are not to be considered official postal service records. They may not be included in the employee's personnel folder, nor may they, nor may they be passed to another supervisor. So we're going to grieve that under that section. Okay, that you have notated discussion, you've left that discussion at my case, and uh, you've made an official record. All right, so we're going to grieve that, and uh, and that will stop that program. Okay, so make sure you're grieving that first off of locally gener generated forms. It's not a PS form. It's not properly promulgated, and Article 16.2. And we're going to get those forms. We're going to we're going to keep them from disseminating those forms. Okay. Here's another thing a gentleman sent to me on an email, and he said that these are handed out, and uh, I'm going to address this too because this whole thing is a grievance. And these are handed out to the carriers, and it says, Carriers, now listen to this stupid-ass shit here. Listen to this. This is what somebody actually felt comfortable handing us. Okay, so we're going to grieve this too. Carriers, the USPS as an organization has a vision, and the following items are things that we will be focusing on post office-wide. 60 minutes or less in the office. Okay. I'm not going to get on another rant about the union here. We're going to educate you here. Okay? Forget about business agents and anybody else at National. We're going to educate you here. Okay? And you can get your education from Facebook because that's how our union's going to educate. 60 minutes or less in the office is changing a work practice. It's changing work standard. 60 minutes or less in the office. I've got that episode up, how we beat that. Uh, Sean Colleen was at the B team and another gentleman. Look, look at that episode, listen to it, and get those case files off of there and grieve the, the, the hour office time. Grieve the hour office time. Uh, it goes on, reducing reducing stationary times by 50%. Okay, that's another thing that we've been talking about, Ignosium, uh, these stationary events. Nobody's going to do anything to help us. We're going to educate you here on this podcast. All right, I told you how I would deal with stationary events. I'd grieve it under Section 134 of the M39 uh, and pray that my union supports me. I'm going to ask them where they're getting those stationary times. And loading time of 22 minutes or less. Street variance to base, 98% or less. 
We wanted to share it with you and let you know these are the expectations. As a shop steward, I'm going to get these letters. I'm going to take it in there and I'm going to interview the supervisor. And I'm going to say, where are you getting this 60 minutes or less office time? And get that on the record. Now, he's going to try to explain it a little bit down here. But I want the supervisor to tell me, where are you getting the 60 minutes of office time from? Where is that coming from? Get it on the record. Reducing stationary times by 50%. How do you anticipate reducing stationary times by 50%? How are you going to do that? And where are you getting these stationary times from? I'm getting that on the record. How are you seeing that carriers have stationary time? I need the 4584s or the 3999s. I need those for each carrier that you've witnessed on stationary time. They will have none. Okay? Loading time of 22 minutes or less. Where are you getting that loading time is 22 minutes? Where are you getting that from? We already know because I've talked about this a million times as these memos. Okay, get these things on the record so that when we grieve this, it will show an arbitrator that being pressured off of fabricated or falsified objectives. Okay, that's what they're doing. We'll be reviewing the data and posting it so everyone can see the information and nothing is hitting or a surprise. I'm grieving that the second that they put up any data about my route. I'm grieving that. Okay. I'm going to ask them, where are you getting this data? And where are you going to post it? And what is it going to be posted? And put them on notice. You're going to grieve that as soon as it goes up. The data and facts will be right there. And it's based off your actual performance and moves in the scanner. I'm grieving that shit the second it's put up anywhere under section 115.4 of the M39 handbook. Anytime you put anything up about my performance so anybody can see it, I'm grieving that under mutual respect. 115.4 of the M39 handbook. Shop stewards, do that. Anytime management puts up anything, it don't have to have my name, it can have my route. Grieve it. We're not going to have any data put up about city letter carriers for everybody to see. We're just not. If you need to deal with me personally, take me into the office and give me a discussion on whatever. You're not going to broadcast my business over the workroom floor. I don't care if it's great. I don't care if they say, Corey, you're the best in the station. I'm grieving that under Section 115.4 of the M39 handbook. So anybody that's dealing with this, grieve it. Any times they put up, grieve it. Any stationary times, grieve it. Anytime they say you didn't meet your 22-minute low time, grieve it. Grieve it. Grieve every single thing I've said it. Most people are saying, why, why are you grieving that? Grieve everything. Everything that you can grieve, grieve it. I don't care. You see these still handouts they give where they got 50 things about the M41 and M39 that we're supposed to know and we're violating. Grieve them into submission. They don't know near as much as they think they do. Grieve everything. Why do you grieve everything, Corey? You know, that seems like that would just be creating a hostile work environment for the carriers if you're grieving everything. Why are you grieving everything? If you give management an inch, they will become your ruler. That's bottom line. If you give management an inch, they will become your ruler. 
Do not give them an inch in your station. You fight for every inch you can. Don't ever back up an inch. Shop stewards, you fight for every inch you can. Right? Remember that. You give management an inch, they'll become your ruler. They're looking every way they can, just like this stupid little handout here. It goes on. The top three to five with the highest numbers will have to explain what caused it. That's a grievance. That's a grievance. How are you going to say who the top three or five are of what? Of 22-minute load times? No such thing, but yet you're going to pressure me, and you're going to say to me that I'm going to answer for that. Union's not doing anything about it. Uh, stationary events. You're going to say if I'm in the top three or five of the highest numbers, I have to answer for stationary events and what caused it. That's a grievance. 60 minutes of office time, which is completely fabricated. The top three or five are going to have to answer to that and say why it's caused it. So they're, they're creating a hostile working environment for my carriers, for my brothers and sisters, based off of things that headquarters has told them to do. And our union is doing nothing about it. I'm not going to get on that again. Our union is not doing anything about it. We will do it here in this podcast. And I don't care if MBAs get pissed off about it at all. I don't care. Now, I told you to get your ass on here and challenge me, but nobody's called me yet. Like I said, they're going to stand in the shadows and point fingers. I'll educate every care in this country off this podcast is what I'll do. I'll educate every care in this country off this podcast is what I'll do. With the volume we have, no route should be in the office over 60 minutes. That's four feet of mail at 18 and 8 standard, which is the minimum. Y'all see that? That's four feet of mail at 18 and 8. So they give you no office time, no, no fixed office time. And he's going to say that here in a second. So this memo here, this little handout, is saying that you get no fixed office time. It's gone. If you're in the office for 60 minutes, that's four feet of mail at 18 and 8 standard. So they're saying that the 60 minutes you're casing from the time you clock in to the time you clock out, you're casing mail. Right? <laughs> That's the 18 and 8 is sticking time. So he's saying four feet is 18 and 8 standard. Four feet is a mail. That's what generally what we say. Four feet is an hour. Uh, so he's saying that's 18 and 8, four feet. Uh, so from the time you clock on to the time you clock to the street, you're sticking mail. No other time, no pull down time, no nothing. That's what they're saying. We will be conducting DMS and RIMS reviews with the top opportunity carriers, if warranted, to get an explanation. What are you talking about there? They're talking about stationary events. We will be conducting DMS and RIMS reviews with the top opportunity carriers, if warranted, to get an explanation. That entire first paragraph is a grievance. That entire first paragraph is a grievance. But it gets better. The decrease in volumes across the board means that a lot of routes no longer earn eight hours. <laughs> Your DOAS numbers have 47 minutes of fixed office built in daily. That is no longer applicable. Y'all hear that? Your DOAS numbers have 47 minutes of fixed office time built in daily. That is no longer applicable. Some of you have high growth and that's justifiable. Those of you that do not have the growth and think that your route should still be eight hours daily, 
Come see me and we can go over your data. It's just not there. Now, he's already predicting this in the future. He's already telling you that tomorrow is just not there. He's already telling you that next week it's just not there. You know how they know that? Because they're going off a of pet. It will never be there based off pet because you get no fixed office time. It will never be justified based off of what he's talking about, Dois and pet. The same goes to kickoffs. Just because you have half of a route on a kickoff and it's set base of six hours on the street does not mean that you have three hours no matter what. Damn. They're doing half a route. Holy smokes. The volume plays a factor just like y'all put in on a 3996 when it's heavy. When it's light, it's the same thing. You should be cased up and pulling down most days within 30 to 45 minutes. Did y'all hear that? You should be cased up and pulling down most days within 30 to 45 minutes and leaving the parking lot before an hour with the volume we have. I've got 33 minutes of fixed office time. How am I going to be pulled down and gone in 30 minutes? Do y'all see what's happening? Do you remember when I talked about conditioning? The, they're going to Keep on with this misinformation. They're going to keep on, keep on, keep on beating you down, beating you down, beating you down with misinformation, 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 conditioning the letter carrier to where they finally say, damn it, I'll give up. Listen, union, union, get in between the letter carrier and management here. You've got to. Get in between management and the letter carrier here. Step in the gap as our agent. You've got to. I'm not going to keep doing all these rants and cussing every week. Maybe I will. I don't know. But Union, get in the way here. This entire letter is complete horseshit. The entire letter. It says you should be cased up and pulling down most days within 30 to 45 minutes. How is that humanly possible with 33 minutes of fixed office time and 43 with a break? How's that possible? I'm grilling whoever sent this. I'm going to take notes on all of these things and I'm going to go in and I'm going to say, talk to me about this, this entire letter. And then I'm going to grieve it and I'm going to have him get up and tell him publicly that he's retracting this letter. But that's how bad it's gotten. This ain't the first time y'all have heard me talk about this. This is nationwide. This is nationwide. The misinformation right now is an epidemic. I told y'all, remember when I told y'all that I played baseball and I said that was all a lie? I said management does the same thing. They'd rather try, climb a tree to tell a lie than stand on the ground to tell the truth. This is the big, biggest misinformation campaign I've ever seen. The biggest one, the misinformation coming out right now is unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. And, and the union is doing nothing about it. NALC is doing nothing about it. I'm having, Facebook is having to educate people, which is embarrassing. This podcast is having to, to educate people, which is embarrassing. That our NALC can't, can't put out anything about anything 
It is completely embarrassing to be associated with them. That's why I'm, I'm not on here as a representative of the NELC, because they're an embarrassment right now uh, during this time. I'm speaking to you solely as a city letter carrier, <laughs> solely as a city letter carrier, trying to help you out as much as I can. It's a complete embarrassment that they're not doing more. But yet you got time to sit at a dinner and say, don't listen to Corey. Uh, he's just ranting. You need to get your ass up out of dinner and go do an email to your region saying, hey, I've dropped the ball terribly. I apologize for being a failure. This is how we're going to combat these letters, this hour office time, 22 minutes. These are the things the shop stewards are going to do when they come up, when they arise. This is what's going to happen. Instead, I'm going to sit at a table and talk about the only person who's doing anything to help anybody. You're an embarrassment. Plain and simple. I'm going to keep on. It keeps on going. Any spurs that can be cased are to be cased in the office, not sorted in the parking lot. Every 100 spurs you give, you give, every 100 spurs give you 10 minutes. They're credited like flats. When the opener comes around with your estimated leave time that is based on your casing percentage to standard on the route and the volumes that are in DOAS. Good God, this person has no idea about the contract. This letter was written by somebody who has no idea about the contract, about any M document, any step four. They have no idea about anything. But the misinformation is so strong that he felt comfortable enough to put this out there. I'm going to read that again. When the opener comes around with your estimated leave time that is based on your casing percentage to standard on that route and the volumes that are in DOAS, he's telling you that he's violating the DOAS memo in addition to the 47 minutes built in. He's telling you that he's violating the DOAS memo right there. He's telling you your leave times based on DOAS. That's a violation of the DOAS memo. The, the ignorance of these people that do these things and how they think that we're ignorant. You know why? Because our union is ignorant right now as far as helping us, defending us. Listen to this shit. It's the same letter. Keep on going. Our performance as an organization needs to improve across the board if we're going to outperform our competitors. We must perform to the expectations of our customers or we will lose those customers and they will take their business elsewhere. You get one minute per parcel. <laughs> God dang. You get one minute per parcel over your base added and that includes the load time. We're going to start capturing time on routes that are under. You get one minute per parcel. You see what I'm saying? This is a buffoon here. This person here is a buffoon. This entire letter is a violation of all the contracts and handbooks and manuals in step fours. The entire letter is a violation. We're going to start capturing time on routes that are under. It makes no sense to allow someone to use leave and then have someone else carry a piece in overtime that someone that under time could have carried. This is the direction the post office is going. And all of the data and facts are coming directly based on your performance. <laughs> Do the right thing. Do your job to the best of your ability daily. 
We realize that performance may change a little daily for various reasons, but there should never be a substantial difference. What about that letter there, y'all? But they feel comfortable sending that out. You know why? We're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. Listen to this letter here. Y'all are going to shit when you hear this. This was handed out to carriers at their cases. Listen to this now. Here's the ignorance of management. This was, this was handed out to carriers. This is what it says now. Sailors. Sailors. S-A-I-L-O-R-S. Sailors. I need your input and suggestion to help our team meet the objectives. Tell me what I can do or what resources you need to help you reach these objectives. Turn into your captain by end of Monday, please. Y'all hear that? I'm going to read that again. Here's, here's, how they, here's how they feel about us. Sailors, I need your input and suggestions to help our team meet the objectives. Tell me what I can do or what resources you need to help you reach these objectives. Turn into your captain by end of Monday, please. Here's the objectives. Mission objectives. One, 60 minutes office time per day. That's one of the objectives. 60 minutes office time per day. They're wanting the letter carrier to tell them how they can meet that 60 minutes. When they say, Tell me what I can do or what resources you need to help you reach these objectives. 60 minutes of office time per day. Do y'all see how I'm saying this is rampant? Rampant across this country? This is rampant. Now I've got people calling us sailors, telling us to help them meet the 60 minutes. Here's number two. Pivot 10, 15% of our daily volume every day for whole office. One to 10 hours. Three, clock ring and Avis accuracy. Four, load time, 22 minutes. Load time, 22 minutes. That's what they handed to the letter carriers in the station. 60 minutes office time per day. Load time, 22 minutes. You can't tell me that this hadn't come down from headquarters. This is all over the country. Now, this person just filled it out and said not contractual and everything turned it in which is hysterical. But if I'm a letter carrier, I'm throwing this in the garbage. I'm not turning that in. I'm throwing it in the garbage. I'm not helping you screw me. What kind of sense does that make? I'm throwing it in the damn garbage. Here's an email that was intercepted and sent to me from district. Team, things are about to get much more challenging I have been messaging about improving the variance to 60 minutes for weeks now, so this should not come to any surprise to anyone. Everyone should know where they stand on the variance to 60 minutes. Right now, it appears we're letting our craft employees dictate to us how long they're in the office each day. I want to make this really open and obvious with everyone. We are required to get our carriers out in 60 minutes each day. Our district is currently ranked towards the bottom of all districts in performance. It would be nice to say, well, that's just this area or this area. Unfortunately, we need to not look anywhere outside our own doorsteps to see room for opportunity team. Also note it's not just on one office. Every office has room to improve. 
We're not the only officers with flats, letters, etc. So here's a district letter coming out to the district saying, all districts are involved with the 60 minutes. When I tell you it comes from headquarters, that's what I'm talking about. They're sending out emails saying, why are you not meeting the 60 minutes? Why are we towards the bottom of all districts in the 60 minutes? And what email have you seen from the NELC to do anything? Nothing. That's what I talked about last week. You had your thumbs up your ass, send an email. Do something, please. Do something. The misinformation right now is rampant. When I say you got to meet it head on, that's what you do as a union. You get dirty. You get nasty. You bite and scratch and kick. That's what a union does. That's what dock workers do. They get ugly when this kind of stuff happens. You meet it head on. You've got people out there that are dying to get in this fight and meet it head on. Dogs out there. I'm telling you, I see too many messages about these dogs wanting to get in this fight. But we're not. We're not telling them how. We're not telling them how to engage this fight. As a union, as the agent, you've got to do this. Get the dogs in the fight. Tell them what to do, how to grieve it. If it's a grievance, say something to somebody about the misinformation. It is rampant right now, and our union is on the sidelines talking about Corey Walton, how he rants. This is why. Quit eating dinner with people and get your ass in the fight with us and say, this is what we're going to do. Do something. Here's an email from district talking about all districts. You know what that means? The country is doing the 60 minutes. And we got people over here. Do y'all heard about the 60 minutes? What we do about the 60 minutes? That should not be happening with a union of our size and influence. It shouldn't, but it is. They're on the same page. Management is. They're on the same page about the 60 minutes and the 22 minutes. And don't say, well, I say this every week. Don't say about, well, the memo say this. We got people being disciplined because of it and people being harassed because of it and workroom floors that are being toxic because of it and other managers handing out memos because of it. They are misinforming the letter carrier because of it, and we're being conditioned because of it. And don't say, hey, the memos say this about it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Get in the fight and say, here's what we're going to do about the misinformation on the workroom floor. Every shop steward in the country, and a lot of stations don't have shop stewards. So MBA, send out your RAAs, send out your RGAs. Send out somebody to these stations and educate these people and say, look, about this document that was handed out, we're grieving it for you. There is no such thing as a 60-minute office time. It's all based on performance, what you do, the mail volume, and what you need to do. If management's telling you to get out in an hour, we're going to grieve it this way or we're going to handle it this way. I shouldn't have to do this every week, but it comes in every single day to me all the time. And if that's ranting, I guess I'll just be ranting. I'm a city letter carrier trying to help city letter carriers. I'm not an agent on this podcast. I'm not paid by the NLC to do this podcast. I'm not paid by anyone to do this podcast. I'm a city letter carrier trying to help city letter carriers with the things that I have learned throughout the years. Here's somebody sent me this and I appreciated it. And I told him I'd read it. 
Hey there, everyone at Formate Arbitration, thank you so much for what you do. I'm a new steward in my area, and I stepped up because of your podcast. I love how transparent you've made the process of being a steward. I love the passion, and I don't mind even a little bit of listening to call someone a piece of shit or saying fucks fuck once or 50 times. I wanted to message and say my first case was an emergency placement and subsequent removal of a CCA for dismounting to deliver a parcel while he left his truck running, no emergency brake engaged, driving without a seatbelt, and with a scanner in his hand while driving. Your podcast armed me to defend this guy, put together a case, and stand up to management for handling the whole thing improperly. We got this guy back hit with full back pay and got it removed from his record, and it's because of this podcast and your efforts. We did it together, brother. Even if you were only here in spirit, I'll keep it quick because you likely got a ton of these, but I wanted to say a sincere thank you for what you do and the heat you take for watching out for us. You rock. Hey, that's worth every fucking second of this podcast right here. A hundred episodes of whatever it's cost me to do it. That one email was worth every second. So anybody that's out the outside of the arena talking about the one that's in the arena fighting Anyone that's outside of the arena not willing to do something, go fuck yourself. Sitting at dinners, pointing fingers behind closed doors, in the shadows, look at Corey. I read stuff like that, man. I'll do another hundred. You know why? Because one person got their job back from these sorry bastards that removed him. So anybody in the, in the shadows pointing at me, and you're too fucking scared to get in the arena and fight with me on here. I put myself out there every week to be ridiculed by somebody that thinks they know better. And I'll keep on doing it. You know why? Because you don't. <laughs> you don't. You can only talk about what you do. Thank you, sir, for sending me that. And I get a bunch of those. JB uh, called me the other day saying he got a handful of them as well. And uh, we really appreciate that. Here's another thing somebody sent me. And I'll read it. It says, uh, letter of instruction. This letter of instruction is being given to reiterate the instructions related to compliance with Article 15 grievance procedures. Recently, there have been a rash of grievance payouts due to management's failure to meet with the union in a timely manner or failing to meet, period. As EAS, we have an obligation to meet with our union partners when a request to meet is submitted. In one district alone, an arbitrator has ruled that the Postal Service is required to pay out a significant amount of money for violating Article 15. Furthermore, in the same district, due to noncompliance with settlement agreements, cease and desist orders, and Step B decisions, the Postal Service is now required to pay $2,500 per grievance for future noncompliance violations. Therefore, as EAS of your respective units, it is your responsibility to ensure that we follow Article 15. We are to meet at each level of the grievance process, ensure compliance with settlement agreements, cease and desist rulings from the DRT. Listen, local units should not sign off on cease and desist remedies. He was doing good until right there. Local units should not sign off on cease and desist remedies and Step B decisions. Secondly, contentions are required to be in each case file when sent to the DRT from formal A and step two levels of the grievance process. So anyway, it goes on and on, but 
They're intentionally violating Article 15 when they sent this letter out. And it would go in each file. And I would say a violation of Article 15. You're forcing this up the ladder when you say that. You've taken it out of the hands of the supervisor when you send out this letter. So to the person who sent me this letter, I'm going to put it in every one where I ask to cease and desist, and they say they can't do that. I'm putting this letter in there. I'm getting yellow highlighter, highlighting that section, saying management's in violation of Article 15 because the supervisor does not have the authority to settle this grievance. That's what I'm doing with that, okay? Here's a letter of warning, and I try to do discipline a lot because a lot of you reached out saying that this helps you because they don't see much, and it kind of helps you with what to look for, okay? Uh, I'm big on beating discipline on just the charge. I want to beat discipline on just the charge, and I want you to be able to beat it on just the charge, okay? Of course, we'll get in, you know, when you get the investigative interview, everything that management's looked at to issue the discipline. Once we get that, you know, we'll, we'll be able to beat it even further, but I want to be able to beat discipline on just the charge, okay? Here's a letter of warning. The official disciplinary letter of warning is being issued to you for the following reason. Failure to be regular in attendance. And that's rampant right now across this country. Attendance-related discipline is going crazy. I'm getting more emails and messages about attendance-related discipline right now than anything else. JB is, is covered up and attendance-related discipline. So this is the flavor of the month right now. They're going after us again for attendance, so make sure you listen to my attendance-related uh, attendance uh, podcasts. Those are some of my very first ones about attendance reviews, the requirements under those, okay? Uh, make sure we're, we're trying to help us out as much as we can. You're charged with failure to meet the requirements to maintain regular attendance. You had five unscheduled absences in a 90-day period. During an investigative interview on 426, you acknowledged you're aware of that employees are expected to maintain their assigned schedule and that failure to be regular in attendance may result in disciplinary action. You have been reminded in an official discussion that your attendance record is unsatisfactory. However, you have continued to incur unscheduled absences since that date. You have been absent on the following dates. And it gives you... One, two, three, four, five. I must remind you that it is your responsibility to maintain regular attendance and comply with leave request regulations. You must also understand that regular attendance is a fundamental requirement of your employment. And it has some ELM provisions in there. Now, the person who sent me this has already found all these things and done a very good job. They just sent it to me and asking what I thought. A plus on it. And you know who it is you sent it to me. Uh, A plus. They talked about the LM provisions, not asking the II. Uh, no standard for regular attendance. Uh, but did y'all notice anything about that first part that will kill this discipline immediately? This is why you need to know Article 16. You know, the very first article I memorized was 16. Uh, I can go through any part of Article 16 on any form of discipline and know exactly where we're going with it. How about this here? You have been reminded in an official discussion that your attendance record is unsatisfactory. You might see a problem with that. That's a discipline killer. That will kill this discipline. If I had 10 pages of contentions, nine of them would be this right here. Right? 
90% of my contention on this one would be them including that official discussion. Why? Because you can't do it. Article 16.2, I read it to you earlier. However, no notation or other information pertaining to such discussions shall be included in the employee's personnel folder. While such discussions may not be cited in as element of prior adverse record in any subsequent disciplinary action against an employee. You hear that? While such discussions may not be cited as an element of prior adverse record in any subsequent disciplinary action against an employee. Well, right here they said in the charge. You had been reminded in an official discussion. So the, the discipline's dead. Raise that contention 16-2, and this discipline, there's no way it'll make it. There's no way. If anybody resolves this for t uh, any kind of time, they should be removed from their union capacity. If it's a B team member that says it's reduced to six months because they include it, they should be terminated from their B team position. Formal A should be removed from theirs. This is a discipline killer. We don't lessen discipline because of this. It kills the discipline. Here's another one. So my postmaster told me this morning that they had changed the package delivery time on the street from 1.5 minutes to one minute. I talked to the clerk and she told me she's not seen an email changing this, but our PM told her the same thing. As the clerk is who approves or denies my overtime, as we do not have a supervisor and our PM don't get here till 9 or 10 a.m. after we already leave for the street. So the postmaster says, you no longer get a minute and a half per package. You get one minute per package. And the clerk who approves or denies our overtime. What? Was that? And the clerk who approves or denies my overtime. How's that even a possibility? How could I ever, ever get, I would request the 1017 B log any notation in that, I'm going to grieve to have it removed. Any notation from that, I'm going to grieve to have it removed. The clerk approves or denies my overtime. What? And the postmaster's saying, we get one minute? I'm going to ask for that. Where are you getting that from? That's the reason we don't consider DOAS. That's the reason there's a DOAS memo. First off, your flats are counted not by piece count, but by linear measurement. It's a linear measurement of your flats. One tub equals 115 pieces. It's not a piece count. So the tubs, one foot, 115 pieces, goes into DOAS. So it's an inexact amount. DOAS is an inexact amount. Plus, the parcels that they put in to, that you receive for the day they give a time credit for. That's a projection. So the time credit, he's saying, is in one minute. Went down from one and a half minutes, you get one minute. What he's talking about is DOAS. They put that into DOAS. So where they used to put a minute and a half into DOAS for parcel, now they've decided just arbitrarily and capriciously to decline to, do, to, to lower that to a minute. So now you get one minute per parcel in DOAS. Well, he's telling people you get one minute to deliver a parcel. Parcels take what they take. It may take me six minutes to deliver a parcel if i got to walk up a hill. I'm a big boy. 
So if I don't have a way to turn around at the top of a hill, I'm walking it up the hill and I'm going to do my procedures on the parcel and then I'm going to walk back down. And however long that takes me is however long it takes. There is no standard for delivering a parcel. It takes what it takes to deliver a parcel. So if manager's telling you, you got one minute, stewards, request that from them. Where are you getting one minute? And we'll grieve that if they're trying to hold us to it. But they're talking about Doas there. So here's another thing sent to me. Everyone has to be out of the office in an hour. If not, we will take a look at your times and do an 1838. If that doesn't work, then there will have to be corrective action. Y'all hear me? Y'all hear what I'm saying? The inaction of our union is leading to this. The inaction of our union is leading to this. I'm going to read it again. Everyone has to be out of the office in an hour. If not, we will take a look at your times and do an 1838. If that doesn't work, then there will have to be corrective action. Now they're telling you they're going to have corrective action based on you not getting it out of an hour. You know why? Because the union hasn't done anything. When, they, uh, when I say that JB grieves everything that management comes out with, when it first comes out, it's got a grievance on it. it there's no time elapses. Nothing happens. When, when they say this, it's grieved in 14 days. Why? It keeps this from happening. You remember when I said, give management an inch, they'll become your ruler? This is why you say that. This is why you grieve everything. If management is saying things like this, you grieve it. First off, this is a threat. You're threatening me for not getting out in an hour, something that you made up. But what have we done as far as the union to protect the city letter carrier as their agent? Nothing. If that doesn't work, then there will have to be corrective action. Hey, union, I'm telling you on this podcast, this is stuff going on. What are you going to do about it? You going to keep pointing to Corey in the shadows? Huh? Look at him ranting. Yeah, I'm going to rant. Because you're not doing shit. That's why I'm ranting. This whole, I've been talking an hour and 15 minutes. All of it's been educational. You don't like what I've been saying? How I've been educating the city that cares about what to do? About things that are being sent in? You get a podcast then, and you do it. You're too chicken shit to do that. Here's another one sent to me, another email. It's from Ohio. Excessive stationary events sorted by top opportunity, filtered by zero centralized, zero scan, and events. Boom. Stationary. Boom. Stationary. Then it's got Impu. Full name. It's got the carrier's name, craft, delivery unit, stationary time, occurrences. So this carrier, number one, was delivery unit this, stationary time, five minutes and 38 seconds, occurrences, seven occurrences. And it's got a list of about 50 people on it. We're not going to grieve that either. We're not going to grieve that either. Now here's, here's one that's working. Here's one that's working. This person has been messaging me for quite some time. She, she can't get her counterpart to meet with her. They refuse to meet. Okay? 
So she's got all these grievances that she's supposed to meet on. Management refuses to meet. She has all of these requests to meet. Management doesn't respond. So at the end of the time, at the end of the 14 days, she sends all of these grievances up. Okay. Cause management refused to meet, refused to give any information, refused to meet. She sends them all up. And the formal A representative said this, the formal step A representatives have reviewed the cases remanded from DRT. So the DRT remanded them back to formal A for further development. Okay. And feel is in the best interest of all parties to remand these grievances to informal step A. Shop steward so-and-so is required to review, develop, and discuss the grievances in the case file with this management no later than May 16th. These cases will be considered timely, and if a settlement cannot be reached and then formal step A, the case file shall be appropriately repealed to formal step A. So here's an individual that says, I cannot get anybody to meet with me. I've documented it, that they refuse to meet. I've requested to meet. They won't even talk to me. They won't even give me information. So I sent them up. They sent them up to DRT, and the DRT remands them back. Why? Why? Don't tell me because of the language says that we're supposed to meet. We attempted to do that. Why are we letting management off the hook? Why are we doing that? Why would we let management off the hook? They've told you they don't want to meet with us. Well, just send them back down. Send them back down and tell them to meet. That's cowardice. When I, you know, I want to fight all the time. I want to fight. I cannot stand cowardice in my union. But she sends me this. I just wanted to thank you. I spoke to the NBA. He is sending an RGA. For your information, I met on them for a third time today. Management only contends that informal she cannot settle monetary settlements, which I'll add on to my new contentions. This all for the first one, man. Thanks for all you guys do. So management, since they forced her to meet with them, she just goes in there and says, I can't settle them. Send them up. So that's what you get for a remand. You remanded it back to somebody who tells you they don't want to meet with you, refuses to give you information. You make them meet with us. When they go in there, you made them meet with us. They go in there and say, I can't settle. Send it up. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for remanding those back. Stupid. But she says, she called, I told her, I said, call the NBA. Voice your concern about it. Said the NBA is, uh, is sending them an RGA, which is fantastic. That's fantastic. A couple other things, and then I'll get into what I want to talk about. <laughs> Here's another thing sent to me. It says, hey, Corey, let me start by saying that I love what you do. Your podcast is very educational encouraging, and even entertaining at times. I'm a CCA from this state, and I've been with a post office for one year and six months. And everything you've talked about is now taking place in my station with loading times, using load truck feature, one-hour office time, management using the scanners to intimidate us, saying that we're going to have to answer for stationary events, and going rampant issuing CARES discipline for attendance. To be fair, my station has pretty bad attendance. We now have a new manager, and he's a complete bully. We had a stand-up talk yesterday, and he basically tried to intimidate carriers, saying he was going to start writing people up, saying we can't sing or talk while we're in the office casing mail. 
He even asked one of the clerks to turn off the radio because he, don't, he wants everyone to be focused at work. During the stand-up talk, my shop steward tried to intervene and fight back, but it was clear that they didn't have the knowledge to do so, so they were getting destroyed by this guy in front of all the carriers. What's going on is very demoralizing and discouraging, and I sure hope that the leaders at the NELC finally decide to stand up and fight for us. Anyway, I love your content and everything you're doing. Keep fighting the good fight, and don't listen to anyone saying you're being divisive. You're doing the right thing. Thank you, Corey. Absolutely. And we're going to kick this manager's ass right here, okay? Uh, we can talk as much as we want to. So if you can get statements, I know you got a bully. I know you got a bully. But if you can get statements, all right, Section M uh, 112.25 of the M41 Handbook. 112.25 of the M41 Handbook. You're going to grieve that stand-up talk where he says you can't talk. We can talk. We can talk quietly. We can't use profanity. So we can talk. M41, 112.25. Now, as far as the radio is concerned, we're going to grieve that under past practice. Uh, Jeremy's going to put this, this uh, side up. It's C30984. It's a case I did back in 2013, an arbitration. In Gadsden, Alabama, in front of Roberta Bay Hackle, C30984, okay? 30984. And uh, it's about the grievance was filed when management terminated the past practice of having a radio playing on the workroom floor, okay? And so she ruled against management, said, You got to put the radio back. So when he says, tells the clerk to turn off the radio, grieve that. It's past practice. Get statements from carriers. Y'all going to have to stand up now. You got to stand up to these bullies. And if your shop steward's overwhelmed, contact your business agent and see if he'll send somebody or she'll send somebody in there for you. Uh, these, these business agents need to get off their damn asses and start helping. Okay? So contact your business agent. Say that the shop steward's overwhelmed, that this manager has come in and overwhelmed them. Uh, he's a bully. He's telling everybody they can't talk. He took our weight radio away. Uh, and just start filing grievances and start winning grievances on him. And that's how you control a bully, okay? Uh, I've said it a million times. The 8190 will control everything. It is so powerful. Just that single piece of paper will crush the biggest bully that you've ever seen. That one piece of paper, it's that heavy. It will crush any bully that you come into contact with, you just have to file it, okay? So if your shop steward uh, is a little green and kind of intimidated, uh, have them step down. Somebody else step in there. Uh, but contact your business agent and say that the shop steward's getting run over by this bully, and hopefully the shop—I mean, contact your business agent, and hopefully the business agent will do the right thing and send you some help, okay? So get that decision from uh, Roberta Bayhackle. It's very good, uh, 30984. And uh, she explains very well about past practice of the radio. Okay? And uh, file that grievance on him. All right? Okay, let's talk about some basics on Article 15. This is a lot longer. I didn't think this would be 45 minutes. Some basics on uh, the informal Step A meeting. 
All right. A lot of new stewards have asked me just to go over the basics because they don't know what to do in the informal step A meeting. And so I'll go over just a few things about the basics. Okay. When you start with the basics, we're going to start at the informal step A meeting. We're going to start with Article 17. Okay. <laughs> I know that don't make any sense, but it will. When we're dealing with informal step A meeting, let's start with Article 17. All right. Article 17, representation. 17.1, Section 1, stewards. Stewards may be designated for the purpose of investigating, presenting, and adjusting grievances. Contractual authorization for stewards. Although shop stewards are union representatives and NALC officials chosen according to NALC rules, stewards are also given important rights and responsibilities by the National Labor Relations Act and by the National Agreement. The contract authorizes stewards to represent carriers in the investigation, presentation, and adjustment of grievances and requires the employer to cooperate with stewards in various ways as they accomplish their grievance handling jobs. Okay, I'm going to read that one more time. Contractual authorization for stewards. Although shop stewards are union representatives and NELC officials chosen according to NELC rules, stewards are also given important rights and responsibilities by the National Labor Relations Act and by the National Agreement. The contract authorizes stewards to represent carriers. So what does that tell you? They are not one and the same. Okay? A steward and a carrier are not the same thing. When you're in a steward capacity in 513 time, when you clock over to 513 time, you are no longer a city letter carrier. You are a union representative. What does that mean? When you're in that capacity... You are no longer unequal. You're on equal terms with management. They are no longer your supervisor. They are no longer your boss. Right? You're in a protected status. That means that you go in there as equals in that meeting. Okay? That's the most important thing for you stewards to understand. And you get that straight from Article 17. When you go to 17.2a, the union will certify to the employer in writing a steward or stewards and alternates in according with the following general guidelines. Okay, the union will certify to the employer. So management is completely left out of it. The union certifies the steward and the steward represents the carrier. So they are not one in the same. When you're on 513 time, that means that you are equals with management. When you go into that informal step A meeting, they are no longer your boss. And I don't care who it is they've designated to go in there with you. It can be the district manager. He is not your boss in that informal step A meeting when you're the steward. Understand that fully when you go into that informal step A meeting. If you've been a shop steward for one day and you go into that informal step A meeting and you deal with a with a district manager who's been doing it 30 years, y'all are equals. He is no longer your boss. Okay? So anytime you go into that informal step A meeting, you are equals. It is imperative that you understand that. All right, we're going to start on Article 15. In 15.1, Section 1 Definition. I don't know if you've ever read this, but we're going to read it because it's going to explain to you 
while we're in this meeting, while we're in the informal A meeting, okay? A grievance is defined as a dispute, a difference, a disagreement, or complaint between the parties related to wages, hours, and conditions of employment. I'm going to read that again. This is critical for you new stewards, okay? When management is trying to raise hell in there, look. A grievance is defined as a dispute, a difference, a disagreement, or complaint between the parties related to wages, hours, and conditions of employment. Agreement shall include, but is not limited to, the complaint of an employee or of the union, which involves the interpretation application of or compliance with the provisions of this agreement or any local memorandum of understanding not in conflict with this agreement. All right, so that is a broad grievance clause there. Okay? It says underneath that, broad grievance clause. Article 15.1 sets forth a broad definition of a grievance. This means that most work-related disputes may be pursued through the grievance arbitration procedure. The language recognizes that most grievances will involve the national agreement or a local memorandum of understanding. Then it goes on to other types, okay? So the broad grievance clause, a dispute, a difference, a disagreement, or a complaint, all right? Now, I'm sure that we can find a lot of those. 15.2 Informal step A. A. Now, you've got four steps. Informal step A, formal step A, B team, arbitration. Okay? Informal step A is just that, informal. You ever had to go to a dinner and you say, hey, how are we dressing? Are we dressing informal or formal? Well, you dress formal. I better put a suit on. I dress informal. Well, informal, I put some jeans and a nice shirt on. Okay, there's a difference between the informal and the formal, and it is a great difference. The informal is a discussion. The formal, you bring the house. Okay, that's where you bring your contentions. That's where you build your case file. That's where you can call witnesses. A lot of stuff goes on at the formal. The informal, new shops do it, is just that. It's an informal meeting. Okay, and we're going to talk about the informal meeting. So, A, any employee who feels agreed must discuss the grievance with the employee's immediate supervisor within 14 days of the date on which the employee or the union first learned or may reasonably have been expected to have learned of his cause. This constitutes the informal Step A filing date. The employee, if he or she so desires, may be accompanied and represented by the employee's steward or union representative. During the meeting, the parties are encouraged to jointly review all relevant documents to facilitate resolution of the dispute. The union also may initiate a grievance and informal step A within 14 days of the date the union first became aware of or reasonably should have become aware of the facts giving rise to the grievance. In such case, the participation of individual grievance is not required. An informal step A union grievance may involve a complaint affecting more than one employee in the office. It goes on, an employee or union representative must discuss the grievance with the employee's immediate supervisor within 14 calendar days when the grievance or the union first learn or may reasonably have been expected to learn of its cause. 
The date of this discussion is the informal Step A filing date. So they're making it clear that the informal Step A will be a discussion. So when we go into that meeting, if we discuss the topic, then we are bargaining in good faith. A lot of times management at arbitration wants to say that the union failed to bargain in good faith because we go in there with an 8190, both parties say there's nothing I can do about it, there's an article on it, and, and they'll sign the 8190 send it up. Discuss the grievance at the informal Step A meeting. Okay? I turn in contentions. A lot of people don't. Whatever you want to do at the informal Step A is completely your business. Whatever you want to do, you, it's nothing, nothing's right, nothing's wrong. Just, just do it how you want to do it. If it's, an, if it's an, a discipline, go in there, say that management failed to meet just cause. You can show them that, whatever. It's a discussion, okay? Discuss whatever you want to about the grievance that you're filing. There has to be nothing more than a discussion, you can review relevant documentation. You can review the letter of warning. You can review the information that you requested. You can tell them how they violated provisions of the contract. If it's an Article 8 issue, you can review the clock rings. You can review the schedule. You can view the ODL. It's a discussion. Okay? If they don't want to settle, they'll sign the 8190 and send it up. All right? It's a discussion. So, to the new stewards, when you request your information and you research and you investigate to see if you have a grievance, like I said, I do contentions because I don't want anybody speaking for me. You don't have to do that. I know that MBAs get their asses chapped when I say I do contentions. That's how I do things. I do contentions at the informal step A. Why? Because I'm very proficient at contentions. And I want to speak for myself and my carriers. I don't want anybody else to speak for me. So I do contentions. A lot of people don't. And that's fine. Let's go to 15.2 Informal Step AB. In any such discussion, there it is again. The Informal Step A meeting is a discussion. So there's no reason to be intimidated. There's no reason to be unprepared. You, you know you had 14 days to investigate your grievance to see if you've got one, right? Well, at the end of the 14 days, we should have a pretty good grasp on whether we have a grievance or not. You will go into the informal step A meeting and you will have a discussion with the supervisor. And you'll say, here's the reason I feel like you violated these provisions of the contract. And this is what I want you to do about it. It's a discussion. You don't have to turn in an issue statement. You don't have to turn in a remedy. On the 8190, it says those things will be done at the formal A. Right? All you have to do is say, you remove so-and-so. Here's what I found. And I'd love for you to rescind the, the removal. I can't do that. Okay. I always write a very detailed note or statement about what happened at the informal step A meeting. If management comes in there and says, I can't settle, that's exactly what I write down. And I send that to the formal step A. A very detailed note about what happened at the informal step A meeting. 
At the informal step A meeting, I brought in the documentation. I showed it to the supervisor. I showed him where they erred, uh, where they violated just cause. Uh, I asked uh, that they rescind the removal, and they said they can't do it, and we sent it up. All right? That's all that needs to be done. But make sure you write you a very detailed note about what happened at the informal step A because management, labor, will tell their supervisor to lie about that in the hearing, in arbitration. If it makes that's what they did in Memphis when, um, when we had that joint statement case. They tried to lie about the informal step A meeting, and the arbitrator wasn't buying it. Let's talk about that again. In any such discussion... The supervisor shall have authority to resolve the grievance. If he says anything other than that, make sure that you write it down. The steward or other union representative likewise shall have authority to resolve the grievance in whole or in part. The local parties are not prohibited from using the joint step A grievance form to memorialize a resolution reached at an informal step A meeting. No resolution reached as a result of such discussion shall be precedent for any purpose. goes on, during the informal step A discussion, the supervisor and the steward, unless the grievant represents himself, have the authority to resolve the grievance. Both parties must use the JCAM as their guide to the contract. A resolution at this informal stage does not establish a precedent. While either representative may consult with higher levels of management or the union on an issue in dispute, this section establishes that the parties to the initial discussion of agreements retain independent authority to settle the dispute. Informal Step AC. If no resolution is reached as a result of such discussion, <laughs> do you think they're trying to drive that home? It's only a discussion. That's why it's informal. It's an informal step. We're only discussing things in here. Advocates, make sure that you learn Article 15 for arbitration. Make sure that you're well-versed in Article 15 when you go to arbitration. When management tries to say we failed to bargain in good faith. That's the reason on the 8190 it says date discussed with supervisor. Date discussed with supervisor at the informal step A part at the top. Date discussed with supervisor because it is a discussion. And it says it over and over and over again in Article 15. I'll start that up. If no resolution is reached as a result of such discussion, the union shall be entitled to file a written appeal to formal step A of the grievance procedure within seven days of the date of the discussion. See what I'm saying? Such appeals shall be made by completing the informal step A portion of the joint step A grievance form. At the request of the union, the supervisor shall print his or her name on the joint step A grievance form and initial confirming the date of the discussion. <laughs> Have y'all read Article 15 and realized that it says that over and over again? It's because it's an informal step A meeting, new stewards. Okay, so when you go in there, and you have your documentation that you looked over to find that there is a grievance, it is just merely a discussion, okay? You're going to tell management why you feel like they violated whatever. You're going to show them what you found. You're going to discuss it where it talks about all relevant documentation. 
We're going to discuss it. If there's no resolution, we're going to sign the 8190 and we're going to appeal that to formal step A within seven days of the discussion. All right? So new stewards, understand this. The informal step A meeting is only a discussion. If you want to have contentions, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. Take in the documentation that you've requested. You've researched it. You've investigated it. You say, I do have a grievance. And then you'll go into the informal step A meeting. Okay? Make sure that you know that you know that you know that there's a grievance. Okay? Make sure of it. That's why we have 14 days. Make sure that you know that you have a grievance. All right? And whenever I do classes, whenever I do training, I'll always ask the class, what is 2 plus 2? Who knows what 2 plus 2 is? And hardly anybody will raise their hand because they think it's a trick question. It's not a trick question. 2 plus 2 equals 4. Okay? So when I go into that meeting, I know that 2 plus 2 equals 4. There's nothing else you can tell me that's going to convince me otherwise. 2 plus 2 equals 4. So if the supervisor tells you that 2 plus 2 equals 5, I will not sign off on that. I will not agree to that. Why? Because I know 2 plus 2 equals 4. If the supervisor tells me that the district manager has come down with a policy and hands me a policy and says, this is from the district manager, and the district manager is now saying that 2 plus 2 equals 5, I don't care because I know that I know that I know that 2 plus 2 equals 4, no matter what anybody else says. If the postmaster says, if you don't sign off on that, that 2 plus 2 equals 5, I'm going to target your carriers as soon as this meeting's over with. I can't help you. 2 plus 2 equals 4. It will not equal 5, no matter how much you try to intimidate me in that meeting. 2 plus 2 equals 4, and I know that for a fact. So know that your position is right. You've had 14 days to prove it, to investigate it. When you go into that meeting, you know that 2 plus 2 equals 4, no matter how much bullying, how much falsification, how much they try to uh, persuade you that it's 5, you know for a fact that you're right because you had 14 days to research it, to investigate it, and you know for a fact that what your position is is 100% correct. Okay? So, in that meeting, in that discussion, we know that our contentions are right, regardless of what management says or what they try to sell us on. Okay? It goes on. If the parties are unable to resolve the grievance during the informal step A meeting, the union may file a written appeal to formal step A within seven calendar days after the meeting. The time limits for filing a grievance in informal step A or appealing to formal step A may be extended by mutual agreement. The steward appeals the grievance to formal step A by filling out the informal step A portion of the NLC USPS joint step A grievance form and sending it to the installation head or designee. Now, I will never get involved with that discussion there because everybody's different how you appeal it to the formal step A. Everybody's different. Stewards, contact your branch president and ask how y'all appeal that to formal step A. Okay, don't mess that up. Contact your branch president and ask how you appeal your grievances to formal step A and get that down. All right, you got seven days. 
Here, we send all of ours to JB, and they appeal them. All right? You contact your branch president and ask how they appeal those uh, grievances to formal step A. So as basics, that's as basic as it gets for the informal step A meeting. It's an informal meeting. Stewards, you got 14 days to investigate your grievance. I told you what the broad grievance clause was. That's going to encompass most anything that you, you grieve. All right? You're going to go in there. You're going to have your documentation ready. If you want to write contentions, do that. If you don't, you're not required to. Like I said, I do because I want to speak for myself. And so I have my case arbitration ready at the informal step A meeting. I don't need to add anything. But if you don't do that, that's fine as well. Have your position so that you're ready to discuss that position with the immediate supervisor. And you're going to say, in this discipline, you cited 10 dates. Five of them you didn't ask about. We feel that that's a violation of the just cause principles where it talks about was a thorough investigation completed because you didn't ask me about these five dates. The supervisor will look at it. They'll look at You're right. We'll settle it. Or they'll look at it and you look, I can't sell it. Okay. In this accident, you didn't contact the branch president. After the accident, you didn't contact him promptly. No, no, we didn't. So we'll settle it. We won't settle it. <laughs> know your position. Have your documentation ready. It's a discussion. Okay? So when you go in there, you discuss your grievance with the supervisor. If at the end of the discussion, you can't come to a resolution, you'll sign the 8190, see how you appeal yours to formal step A, and make sure that within seven days after the discussion, you appeal it to formal step A. Okay? It's a very simple process. Take the 14 days to investigate thoroughly. Okay? And make sure that you have a grievance. All right, and once you have a grievance, once you know that you have a grievance, it not be talked out of your grievance. Just like the 2 plus 2 equals 4. It will never equal 5. And we know that for a fact, okay? So that's the basics of the informal step A meeting. That's as basic as you get. So hopefully it helped new stewards when it talks about discussion. So read your Article 15. Get well-versed in it. Advocates. No Article 15 inside and out. All right? No Article 15 inside and out. So when shit hits the fan in that arbitration, you don't even have to get the contract. I will recite language to the arbitrator while managers over there trying to scurry through the contract. I will tell them each step of informal step A, each step of formal step A, and each step of the B team. And I'll be sitting there talking to the arbitrator while manager's over there flipping through the contract trying to find out where I'm at. Advocates, memorize Article 15 if you want to be a good advocate, okay? Uh, and stewards, same thing. Stewards, get into Article 15 in formal step A, memorize that language, and understand that you're in there for a discussion, okay? Review relevant documentation. So there you have it. There's episode 100, for you. <laughs> I appreciate every single one of you that listen. If you like me, don't like me. I don't care. 
Uh, I appreciate you for listening to From Made Arbitration. I would have never thought that I'd had 100 episodes in a million years. I would have never thought that. I thought that I'd be on here and do, you know, a few episodes on 16, on 8, and on some other things, and 100 episodes later, and we're not even close to being done. All right? Uh, I'll be your voice. I told you that. I have nothing to lose. They can't take anything from me. And so I'm going to keep doing it as long as I want to do it. All right? I will not take donations. <laughs> Those of you who said you got had one say, I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm sending you something. I'm not taking anything. All right? I do appreciate that. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. I do. Uh, sincerely. Uh, I'm fine. If I was broke, I'd say send me some money. But we're doing all right. So uh, I love doing this. Uh, I love getting in management's ass, training up warriors to do that. Uh, I want to succeed. I want to see the city letter carrier succeed. I want to see my union succeed. I do. And I want them to get off their ass and succeed. And so, um, look, I'm not bitter against anybody. I hold no bitterness towards anybody. I don't, because I don't care enough to hold bitterness. If you don't like me, I don't care. I'm not going to get bitter at you. I don't care about you. <laughs> so, you know, to that business agent that wanted to say that I just rant, I don't care enough about you to be worried about it. Um, but I just wish you'd do your own podcast and put your money where your mouth is. Get in the arena and help out, okay? Get in the arena and help out your people. Now, don't be one of those that sits outside the arena pointing at people. That's cowardice, and we have enough of that as it is. Uh, so uh, get on from aidarbitration.com. A lot of great comments about that. A lot of people have messages about that. I get a lot of outside people commenting on from aidarbitration.com uh, wanting to have uh, Jeremy make their website. Uh, it's top-notch. Dude does a magnificent job with it. Um, so get on from aidarbitration.com on episodes. Look for this episode. You'll find this site, C30984, for taking the radio away to that individual that sent me that. And uh, also any contract language that we talk about. That way it's very easily accessible for you. From Aid Arbitration, a Facebook page. Get on there. Lindsay does a fantastic job with that. A lot of interaction with those things. Discord. Get on there. That thing is growing by leaps and bounds. It's fantastic. Get on there and look at that. Reddit is fantastic. That's growing by leaps and bounds. So get on Reddit. They have discussions and stuff on there as well, just like Discord. And he also has a lot of funny stuff he puts up on there, some pretty good stuff. That duck guy does a fantastic job. And so there you go, 100 episodes for you. Uh, we've grown pretty dadgum good, man, in, in, uh, in these 100 episodes. 237,000 downloads. That's astronomical. I would have never thought it. But we're going to keep educating. That's what we do. Um, we're going to keep talking about the, the hot topics every single week. If i got to talk about an hour office time for six more months, I'm going to do it. And so that we'll be educated on those 22 minutes, stationary times. I'll do it on this podcast. I don't care who harps on it i'll keep doing it all right we'll keep educating city letter cares okay you have a fantastic rest of the week and i'll see you next sunday for episode 101 all right i love you folks i'll talk to you later bye